the Askell Leadership Podcast. Hi, my name is Shelley Conahan, and I'm principal at St Paul's Catholic School in Leicester. I took up my position in September 2019 in what was going to be or what has become the first year of headship from hell. In many respects, I suppose when I started teaching a very long time ago, I had thought that eventually one day I'd become head. But as I progressed through my career, it became clear that being head was not all I thought it would be. I watched the heads I'd served under work hard, work long hours, do things that I never thought a head should be doing and had no concept whatsoever of managing a budget or all the HR issues that heads get involved in. As I went through my career, I was fortunate in the opportunities that were presented to me and felt really as a young teacher, I should push myself forward and I should volunteer to do things. And actually that has to stand stood me in good stead. I moved to headship from another school in Leicester. Actually, there are two Catholic schools in Leicester and the other one is considered my current school's sister school. It was funny moving across the city because for all intents and purposes, I suppose a lot of staff felt we were in competition. I never did. Um, But I suppose being the head of the other school now, um, I suppose made me think, this this should be a partnership rather than a competition. I've got really good relationships with the staff I worked with at the other school um, and particularly the senior team who have just been amazing in the 13 years that I spent there. When I saw the position advertised for principal at St Paul's, um, I actually didn't apply for it first time round. I was very, very aware of the commitment being ahead requires and I had a child still at primary school and another child um, about to sit GCSEs and I just felt um, the commitment that that the job would have required of me um, probably prohibited me from applying a year earlier. I did take that year and I watched the school and I watched being ahead and I watched the current head that I was working under, um, but it never left my mind. Um, And when the job got advertised again, I thought this is a sign. I'm a true believer in um, God has a plan for all of us. And I believe that that opportunity was presented to me again. And this time I was in a much better position, um, both personally and in my preparedness, I suppose, for headship. I'd spent a year just sitting back watching and thinking and deciding. And I suppose as a, as a VP, you reach a point where you think, uh, I've, I've either got to jump um, at some point or I am happy doing what I'm doing. Um, and I just felt I really didn't want to spend the next 15 to 20 years um, of my work in life being a vice principal and I really didn't want to move from the city I was living in. So I decided to take the opportunity and went for it. The preparation for the interview was huge. So those of you who are thinking about applying, who've seen a job and are thinking, should I, shouldn't I, do take time to think about it. Send for the details, have a look at the head teacher standards and reread the teacher standards, something we don't do very often actually. Um, And just weigh up, can you see yourself doing this job? 
Having done it for one academic year, and I know it's a year that was unusual and challenging, I absolutely love it. And I feel for me, it was a great decision. Um, And you will know that really quickly into the job. You will know whether it was right for you or not. Um, But don't be put off by those initial couple of weeks when you have that sinking feeling thinking, oh Lord, what have I done? You lose all sense of um, that comfort of knowing everything, of knowing people's names, of knowing children, of knowing families. You'd probably reach the point as a vice principal where you were very comfortable in your job um, and you dealt with a lot of families and a lot of staff for all kinds of things. Whatever your role was as VP, you probably dealt with a lot of stuff and that would be my advice. If you're thinking about being ahead or you're wondering if it's for you and you have got the luxury of a year or two years where you're happy to sit, get involved in absolutely everything. Be everywhere, get involved in all discussions, no matter whether it's on your job description or not. I find that as being ahead, and it's no fault of anyone, you are kind of expected to know an awful lot. Um, And staff will come to you with all kinds of questions and queries. And I've been truly blessed in my career that I have been doing a lot of things and got involved in a lot of things. And that's where heads have allowed me to get involved and also with me being pushy and getting in there. Um, In that whatever question I seem to have been asked this year, I've been able to answer it. Um, I'm also really fortunate to be part of a multi-academy trust. So there are four secondary schools and 18 primaries. So I've been blessed this year also. um, And I acknowledge that, that I've got the relationship with the trust. And I've also got the relationship with the other three head teachers um, as secondary heads and also the primary heads um, to go to should things happen that I actually genuinely need some advice and support with. So the first few weeks are interesting. I suppose if I was to give some advice to someone about to start a position or maybe thinking in a year's time, you could be starting one. Um, Be ambitious. The staff want to know that you believe in them and that you want to drive the school forward, but not arrogant enough to go in and tell them that they're not good enough or insinuate that things need to change in that way. People don't react well, as opposed to strangers coming in. And although I knew the school, I didn't know the staff at all. I knew one or two. Um, And it's not a welcome message to stand up and talk to staff and, and pretend that you know it all, because actually you don't know the setting that well. And it does take a a long time, I was going to say a few weeks, but actually it does take a long time to get to know what's what. I'd thought really carefully about my State of the Nation address or my opening speech on that first inset day. Um, I'm pretty comfortable talking in front of people. So it wasn't talking in front of the staff that bothered me particularly. It was pitching it and what to say. I did go in with a lot of very positive messages Um, And I think that's what staff needed to hear. They wanted to know that I was about to invest myself professionally and personally in this job. And I actually wanted to be here. I hadn't been talked into it. It was my decision. um, And I wanted them to know that, that actually being there was something that I'd chosen to do. 
Um, I also talked about my five-year plan. It was a piece of advice I'd, I'd taken from, from someone before writing my speech. Um, and actually, the five-year plan is really interesting. I'd taken bits from my interview. It was one of my tasks, my final interview. Um, what would be your five-year plan for the school? And I made a conscious decision to share some of that plan with the staff. I thought it was important that they heard what my ambition for the school was and and I wanted to hit all kinds of angles. I wanted to not just talk about results or talk about Ofsted, but I wanted to talk about them and the children at the school um, and what I wanted the school to be known as and I wanted the, the children to feel about their school and about the staff to feel about the school they worked in. And I genuinely um, felt everything I said came from my heart um, and the staff responded really well. I think this year has been challenging and another piece of advice would be don't be put off by the challenges and I know that my challenges this year have been extraordinary um, and it's not the first year of headship that anybody would want but I feel that it allowed me to show people my leadership skills. Um, I am decisive and I don't rattle very easily um, and I think that's because I've had a lot of years of experience of watching and doing things that are sometimes and where out of my comfort zone um, and I'm not someone who runs away from a problem I, I don't give up and that's sometimes to my detriment um, but actually in the face of what I would call I suppose disaster this year um, I led and I was strong and I think that's what you need to be as a leader you have to trust your team and trust your staff that they will follow, but only if they trust in you that you can lead. Um, and I think the situation this year um, has allowed staff to see me and believe that actually I am right for them and right for the school. So whether your disasters are small or enormous, um, stand up, dig deep, um, find the solutions, ask when you don't know, take advice from your team. They know the school better than you do if you're moving schools. Um, and do ask because they like to feel empowered. They like to feel like they're helping you. Um, and I've appreciated every ounce and every minute of help the staff and the senior team um, and the admin staff and my PA and, and the kitchen staff and the premises staff and all those people um, you know, have given me in my first year and I'm just so blessed I feel to be there and I want to continue doing a great job for them and who knows what next year will look like, who knows. Um, but I'd like to think we're going into it together and they will look to me for leadership and guidance and I'm there for them when they need it. The Ask Old Leadership Podcast.